Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Booch coming at you hot and spicy. Yo, today I am here and I am proud to talk to you about my journey, my story. You know, I've been posting a lot of shit on Instagram lately and really over the last two months, really over the last month is when I've started to take it seriously. And I started with a warped iPad. I haven't had a phone in in probably about three years. So all the shit I've been posting mainly is from a warped fucking iPad up until the last couple weeks. So I got a phone finally, and boy, oh boy, technology is fucking crazy. Let me tell you, the shit you can do on these phones now is fucked. I sound like I'm 95 years old, because man, oh man, that shit that happened in three years is crazy. So I went from a warped fucking iPad to recording my first fucking podcast within a month. And I am super pumped to, to share with you maybe my journey, because even the people closest to me really don't even know that much. I've been so reserved and I've been, I've held a lot of stuff in because, you know, honestly, honestly, I always felt like I was competing against everybody. I didn't want to share with people. I didn't want to tell people what I was doing. I only kept it all a secret because I thought people were, were FBI agents, man. I thought they were like, oh, fuck, Booch is doing this. You know, we got to do that to get the upper hand. I always wanted to have the upper hand. But now I'm at a place in my life where, you know, I'm happy. I want to share things. I'm out of the game of baseball and I pursued it to the utmost, to the fullest that I wanted to do with baseball. And now I want to share with you some of the things that, that I think about, some of the ways that I went about things to excel your careers, to excel your life in the gym, to lose weight, to gain muscle, to be a better father, to be a better parent, to be a better mother, to just be a better citizen, man. And it takes a fucking devotion so much more than you are probably giving, like, you know, people are going through the motions. I see too many people are going through the motions. And it's just so many just average and mediocre people just accepting that, man. You know, I just want, even if I can inspire a couple people to just get more out of your life, just to grasp more, to bite off a little bit more than maybe you can chew, but fucking don't choke on it. Just to go strive for more, man. And so I guess my journey, my story starts, really, let's start when I was 17, when I was officially drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers, okay? They called me the night before the draft and they said, hey, Nick, look, if you're around in the 18th round, we're going to draft you. We're going to take you as a pitcher. And I said, well, you know, trying to be, you know, this, you know, get some leverage and be a businessman. I was like, oh, well, you know, if I'm around in the 18th round, yeah, you, you should take me. But, you know, not making any promises and, you know, blah, 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 bullshit. So sure as shit, 17 rounds go by and I'm like, God damn, like, fuck, I was hoping to get drafted a little bit higher than this. But fuck it. Let's hope Milwaukee comes through and. 548th pick overall. The 548th pick overall. You know how many fucking people got drafted before me, man? It's insane. 548th overall pick. Milwaukee Brewers took me, took the chance on me, and I will forever be grateful for that opportunity. Right-handed pitcher, I was 160 pounds at that point, six foot one. You know, kind of threw hard, 88 miles an hour. Maybe had a good changeup. I, I was basically drafted on the potential to be something. And right there, starting right there, the potential to be something drove me more than anything. I saw a lot of people around me. You know, I competed against everyone, but I was so reserved with it. 
Um, if there's one thing I can hold my hat on in the baseball world and um, with the dudes that I competed against, competed with, played with ball, um, there was one thing that they would say about me and it was, dude, that dude was a fucking hard fucking worker. That dude was always in the gym fucking grinding out. That dude was always trying to get better. That dude was fucking doing everything he could. If we had to do a mile test, that dude was coming out of the gates and trying to be the fastest motherfucker. If we went bowling, that dude was always competing to win. If we did anything competition-wise, they knew that if fucking Booch was on your team, you know, it was going to be a grind. You were going to fucking get it today. So that competitive nature has always been in me. It's always been there and I want to drive others now I want to take other people's to platforms that they didn't even think that they could get to from my dad instilling so many things in with me my best friends my friends that come over even people that I don't even know that associate with my dad he's always preaching to him he's always trying to make them better he's staying in school stay, anything he, he's been through so many experiences in his life that he's always been teaching and, and molding me and my brother and my family and I gained a lot of knowledge just from him and to snowball that with the experiences I had through baseball and the drive I had, the mental capacity it took, the physical capacity it took to pursue a fucking dream to the utmost, I want to share with people now. So that's where, so 17 years old, drafted by Milwaukee Brewers, you know, I played six years. A lot of good things happened in those six years. I did a lot of great things that for me to talk about and tell you, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm usually pretty humble about things, but... Um, I'm going to share it with you because a lot of people are interested and intrigued by my story. Um, you know, I was a, an all-star a few years. Um, I played in the prestigious Arizona Fall League, which most, if not a lot of those people from that league go to the big leagues. Um, I was fortunate enough to be the youngest person on the Milwaukee Brewers major league roster at about 21, 22 years old for about a year or two. Um, and then, you know, the injury started... Um, it got probably from fucking complacency in the off season. I'll, I got called and they're like, Nick, you know, I've been pursuing getting on the major league roster for pretty much my whole life. And they called me in the off season and said, Nick, you know, we're going to invest in you. We would like for you to be on our 40 man roster, which in baseball terms is, you know, as a minor leaguer, it's a, it's a huge deal. You, you know, you're coveted by the, by the organization and, they call me and say, you know, we're going to put you on our 40-man roster. We're going to protect you from other teams being able to get you. We, you know, we really believe in you. And I was fucking ecstatic, man. And, and I probably let it get to me for a few months. And within those months, I felt my shoulder deep down underneath, almost in my fucking armpit, start to, to wig out. It was doing weird fucking things. And I was trying to do an off-season throwing program. And I wasn't feeling right, but I, I was too focused I was too fucking stubborn to to tell anyone that I was super hurt because they just invested all this hey Nick we're gonna invest in you we will see a big future here in Milwaukee with you and I didn't want to let anyone down I felt like I was gonna let someone down telling them that I you know I'm kind of feeling a little bit hurt so I kind of I played through it I I pitched through it I in my off season I was working through it working out and Oh man, I did, fuck, I went through probably seven MRIs to find stuff and, and I, none of them really found anything and, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I'm hurting, I'm feeling something, like something deep down in my fucking shoulder is hurting, is preventing me to fucking go out there and pitch and a, a lot of times it was like, booch man, the MRIs aren't showing much, we're not, 
So finally, we got another MRI. We took a different angle. I was in a fucking MRI machine. And if any of you have ever been in an MRI machine, it's the most uncomfortable fucking thing in the world. I got this, your headphones on, but it feels like a jackhammer is just pounding you in the head. And they're taking picture, 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 picture. So I went into that bitch with my fucking arm over my head. And within minutes, it was fucking numb. But you got to sit in there for fucking 35, 45 minutes till they get a perfect MRI scan of your arm. So I'm sitting in there, I'm fucking sweating and sweat, whatever. We get the fucking results back and the guy goes, the doctor goes, he's like, yeah, man, you got, you got a tear in your, in your shoulder and your rotator cuff. I said, what the fuck do you mean? I said, this is my eighth MRI, man. And all of a sudden you're finding this shit now. So it was in such a weird spot that it's not common. You know, you could get it from a normal MRI, but I had to go at a super weird angle to find a perfect picture to find this little tear. So I was throwing through, throwing through a bunch of bullshit that I knew I had, but everyone else was like, ah, dude, I don't know. The, these doctors, no one really could find what was going on. So I go to Dr. James Andrews and... Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a renowned orthopedic surgeon. Um, and I went to Florida to one of his facilities and, and to speak with him to get a second opinion. And, you know, he took his own MRI and he looked at it and he said, you know what, Nick, you know, this isn't common for pitchers. You know, shoulder injuries are, but this one isn't. This one is more prevalent in wakeboarders. You know, the tugging motion of holding on um, to the rope or to the handle and getting that tugging motion of the boat pulling you forward as a wakeboarder, it was more prevalent in that. And I said, what the fuck? So it was almost, it was right underneath my armpit in a super tricky spot. And he told me, he's like, hey, Nick, like, God, I don't even know if surgery can help you because I was always strong. I was passing all the rotator cuff tests. I was physically compensating all my other, you know, muscle bound and, you know, being able to withstand these tests that it was, it was hard to spot a real weakness. So we talked and we talked and we talked and we decided, you know what, we're not going to do surgery. Let's just try to rehab it, rehab it, rehab it. And really what it came down to it, not a lot of things worked. Um, and for me to get surgery, it would have took me fucking two, three years to even come back. And that may mean that I wouldn't even be able to fucking pitch at that level ever again. And that frightened the fuck out of me. But I was still pretty young. So I'm sitting in James Andrews' office. Pretty good story. Like, I'm looking around and we got fucking Bo Jackson pictures up signed hey dr james hey thank you for this we got these fucking mega mega stars and i'm sitting in there and he rolls in with fucking two bodyguards almost guys fully suited out and probably apprentices or probably someone trying to learn from him and, and it, it was a fucking classy real classy deal and um you know so anyways we just we didn't decide on surgery and all of a sudden in 2013 2014-ish i had bought a home here in sarnia um, my beautiful fiance now, Lindsay, we had just bought a house. We had just found out that we were having a kid who's a fucking beautiful boy now, my little man Lincoln. And then within a short period of time, we found out that Lindsay's mom had breast cancer. So within like a fucking month span, there was just this overwhelming amount of pressure for me to being, I was fucking injured. I just bought a fucking house. I just found out I was having a kid and my fiance now... Her mom's got breast cancer, and I started thinking, I'm like, God damn, how the fuck am I supposed to juggle all this on top of trying to make it to the fucking big league? And being not financially well off, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, if you're playing professional sports, you're making millions, you're making millions. Well, not really. You know, a lot of, there's a few people that sign for a million bucks here and there that get drafted, and, um, 
But that wasn't the case for a lot of minor leaguers. You're grinding and grinding and grinding just to hope to pursue, just to get a sniff of the big leagues to make real money. Um, so financially for me to, you know, go to Arizona and rehab my shoulder and have a mortgage payment, it, it wasn't making sense. And so me and the Milwaukee Brewers, we decided we had to part ways. So they released me. They called me and said, Nick, man, like, I know this is a tough situation for you, but, but it's time. And, and, and they released me and, and fucking add on to all that shit that was going on at the time. I was fucking scared for my life. I, I didn't know how the house was going to get paid. I didn't know how I was going to be a father. I didn't know how I was going to be a good fucking partner. I was fucking scared. Was I still going to pursue this fucking baseball dream? What the fuck am I going to do now? Am I going to go work? Like, so I decided to step up and be the father figure. And that was the most influential moment of my life. It was the scariest. It was the darkest moment of my life, but it was the most cherishing moment that I'll ever have. It made me grow so much as a human being. I went from being a little fucking prick, a selfish little prick to a fucking man that, that is literally truly trying to inspire people. Um, so fast forward to today and everyone's asking me like, Boots, bro, what in the fuck is going on? You're coming out like a fucking bat out of hell. You're fucking right I am, man, because I've seen it. I've competed against the best athletes in the world, man. I've pitched against the Mike Trouts of the world, the Bryce Harpers of the world. I've fucking been best friends with Brett Laurie, who's this absolute savage. I've seen a lot of the Chris Davis, Scooter Jeanette, Jake Odorizzi, all these guys I've had the company i've been a part of them i've been you know in their presence and i've seen the work ethic and the determination and the mental mindset it takes to elevate just average talent and fucking excel it to a whole nother realm and i want to share that with you so a lot of the shit i'm posting is things i think about is things i do throughout the day this isn't a burden for me like i'm not forcing any content this is just shit that i literally like to share because it's part of my day and and if anyone's gathering in inspiration from it i'm fucking stoked i've had so many people fucking say hey man keep going like you're really fucking inspiring like i'm eating better i'm fucking going to the gym i'm i'm just taking the reins of my life and i'm fucking steering it the way i want to steer it so i'm fucking stoked about that and and this is just the beginning man and i'm just sharing and i'm having fun with it and i'm glad people are following along and um I just want to say thank you. This is just a little snippet of my background. This is nowhere near tapped into, you know, everything in my life, which we're going to get into in future podcasts because I would love to speak with local athletes or any athletes or anyone even just striving towards their goals and fucking share that and produce that content because there's so many people that want to see that. There's so many people that fucking want to see you achieve your goals. Like people really want that and I want to share that. I want to be involved in the process like we got Bodie Sandovi, we got Christine Andali, we got Derek Druin, we got fucking Dylan Grande, we got so many, we got Alex DeCurl, people in the fucking city that are fucking pursuing athletic dreams or any dreams really, and I want to share their stories along with my story in this process, so um, stay tuned and I have fucking, I appreciate your time.